0: Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
2: Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed, walk out of the middle class, become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you.
3: And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book Is free ninety nine. Yes, you heard me. Free ninety (laughs)
0: nine. All yours for
3: free. Yes, free
2: ninety nine. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. Nine dollars and ninety five cents just to get your free book. This book is a life changer. I'm trying to tell you guys, everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself and Grace that enabled us to retire. Yes, we are retired, and we haven't even hit our forties yet. I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh, don't Nobody <laughs> needs to know that girl. You don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Thank each and every one of you for joining us for the Integrity Leadership class. We have completed our peaks and valleys, and now we have moved on to the magic. So before we get into it, uh, who who has been doing their magic or who has done the magic and knows knows the power of it and what the magic is all about? This is an open forum.
4: I will just from the chapters that I've read and listened to so far, it's about the law of attraction
5: It's dealing with the law of attraction and how to um, attract and manifest things into your life, uh, what you want into your life. All right.
2: Who else?
6: I can add on to that.
2: Go for
4: it.
6: Not just law of attraction, but it's about gratitude. The more that you are grateful for, the more you actually pull into your circle. Um, you gotta constantly give thanks for every any and every single thing, the magic word, thank you, three times, whatever it may be, even if it's just a glass of water, you go into the restroom, whatever it is, it's just that gratitude. Immediately after everything.
2: All right.
3: Who else? Well, Law took what I was going to say. I was going (laughs) to say I was going to say gratitude, but he took my answer. You know, that's because he's chocolate and highly flavored. But you know, (laughs) Amen. But no, that's it. That's it. But yes, you know, just tagging on to what Michelle and, and Law said, Law of Attraction as well as gratitude, being grateful for what it is that you do have and actually sitting down and saying, okay, I do have this many things to be grateful for every day and
7: every day it can be something totally different. All right. Diana. Yes, sir. Is that the sequel to The Secret?
2: Yes, sir, it is.
7: See, I haven't read it, but I always said after reading The Secret, i always says, They've got to come out with a sequel and call it putting the secret to work because in my opinion the secret got too much into you know asking it shall be given and sitting on your couch and everything else but they didn't encourage people to act i'm wondering is this magic is is this really putting the secret to work is that what it is because i'm not i never read it
2: yes sir so let's 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 start there then let's start with the secret who has seen the secret I have. Awesome. We can do a show of hands. You can verbalize it. You can put it in chat. Law I have. Awesome. awesome. I
6: most certainly have seen it about 20 plus times.
2: <laughs> All right. So if you have seen The Secret. Awesome. Corey says he, had, he has as well. So if you have seen The Secret, The Secret is, as, as it has been said, it's about the law of attraction and how you attract it to you gratitude. Dave said he has. Awesome. So what we're going to do today is we're going to focus on gratitude. So we're going to talk about gratitude, how when you use it, how it works in your life when you don't use it, the direction that your life goes. So I'm going to start with Reverend Reginald Paul. I would love your input on
8: gratitude. Uh, it can mean several things, but uh, honestly, gratitude is whatever you whatever you give out. That's what you're gonna get. That's just as much as I could put it. There's really no too much extension into gratitude. It's just being thankful for whatever. What I mean, even if it's good or bad, it's just being thankful for it. Even when it's bad, being thankful for it. Because no matter what, you it, it, it happened to you, so you'd have to appreciate it happening to you. Even though we don't want it to happen to us, you have to appreciate it that it happened to you because that's the only way that you could uh, get something from it, learn something from it, however we want to word it. That's basically how I can best describe it for me.
2: So who else wants to speak on gratitude, it's accepting? Okay. Miss Michelle said that it's accepting. Gratitude is accepting. So who, who else would like to add on to that? Law, I see your mic is unmuted. Oh, Lady Maya.
6: Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was unmuted.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> what I wanted to add on to it is that gratitude is a discipline. It's something that you practice. It isn't something that generally comes natural to everybody. It's something that you have to be conscious of over, whether as Reggie said, whether it's something that's great or it's something that's not. Even those character building moments, as Les Brown always says, You still have to be thankful for that because there's always a lesson within those moments. Once you understand that lesson, you move past it, then you then can attract what it is that you want into your life. So gratitude goes on both sides.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you, Law. Thank you, Reverend Reginald Paul. Thank you, Miss Michelle. Thank you, Phil. So with what Law said, with the attracting those things in your life, with what Reverend Reginald says with, what you give is what you get so if you give gratitude you get gratitude so I would like for each of us to just really dig into gratitude what like when you use gratitude when you wake up every morning and you show gratitude how does your great how does your day go when you wake up and you don't show gratitude how does your day go and i'm talking about in every single situation i know for me and i'll i'll start first i know for me when i wake up in the morning and i don't show gratitude for anything i don't say thank you for even waking up i i i don't have the greatest day because i don't put out i don't put out that gratitude before you before you even roll out of bed in the morning show gratitude. Just when you open your eyes, universe, God, however you choose to phrase it, I am so thankful. I'm so grateful that I woke up this morning. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that I'm able to roll out of bed. I'm so grateful and thankful that I'm able to do this and do that. But when I Do show gratitude when I first wake up in the morning, I realize that my day goes a lot smoother. I'm happier throughout my day. Nothing really phases me throughout the day. Nothing really hits me. Nothing really hits me how it would normally hit me if I'm not full of gratitude. So how does how does your day go when you start your day with gratitude versus when you do not start your day with gratitude. And I want you to really dig deep and think about it. Every morning you wake up and you show gratitude. How does your day go. How do you respond to things when you wake up in the morning and you do not show gratitude. How does your day go. So let's let's go. It's it's this is an open forum. Let's go for it because the magic if you have seen the secret, if you have not, we'll definitely put the link uh, to the video in there so you can be able to watch it and understand because the secret is the magic is putting the secret in action.
9: I'll take the, the floor first. This is James. How are you guys doing?
2: Hello, James. Thank you so much.
9: Um, so, not showing gratitude. I feel like i had a lot of experience in that field and um i had some some i'll call it like this i had some blessings and i didn't count them i didn't take care of them i didn't prepare nor was i ready so i had this mentality of like hatred and anger towards something that was good for me not knowing it was good for me and then i ended up getting a lot more of what i didn't want simply by thinking out, um, about the thing that I didn't want versus thinking about the thing that I did want or the situation to go a certain way. And what I learned from that is um, only think about what it is that you want. Because when you think about what you don't want, the universe only hear the you and the want. They don't hear the do or the don't in between that. So what you think about is what you get when you're when you thinking positive or How do I say, when you're thinking negative in the beginning of the day, you're gonna have a day that rolls out with that same energy wave. When you think positive before the day starts, you're gonna have a day that follows through with that same energy wave. I always start my morning by telling myself, I can't say always because some days I fall short. The day that I remember saying, man, today's gonna be like really crummy, I had to hurry up and correct that so that that same morning I said, today's going to be easy. I'm not in the rush. I'm going to take my time for the rest of the day. I ended up having this and it was, it felt weird because I know I went through this this morning and said those things to myself. Yet the day turned out to be the corrected way that I affirmed with myself. Today's not going to be hard. It's going to be a rush. I had a job where I had um, I would make tips, and I'd say I'm gonna make a hundred dollars in tips today. I had one customer that same day. Today the day was easy. We were going home early. They added one more customer. I had no tips. That last customer gave me and my partner a hundred dollars each, and I just could not stop laughing at the moment and the ideals that I told myself that morning today's going to be easy. We're about to get sent home. They added one more customer, still an easy day. And I said, I'll make a hundred dollars in tips. And sure enough, I made a hundred. And actually I made more than that because, uh, we ended up doing something extra for her and she gave us, uh, more than a hundred dollars each. And that was pretty awesome. So that was my, my journey on dealing with being ungrateful and being grateful. That was the lesson that I've learned.
2: Thank you. Thank you, James, so much for sharing. So when you show gratitude, you received what you wanted throughout the day, but when you did not show gratitude, you didn't get what you wanted throughout the day. So thank you. Thank you very much, James, for sharing. And now we have Miss Kiera. The floor is now yours.
10: Hi, everybody. I wanted to share a couple things and I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now, Um, but every day. I live a life full of gratitude just because I'd be amazed that I'm still alive after all the things I've kind of overcome in my life. So when I jumped on a call, I was a few minutes late, um, but I heard uh, Reginald speaking on how you gotta be grateful regardless of what the what, what's going on or what the situation is. Um, so I wanted to speak a little bit to uh, my life's gratitude. I'll be 33 this year <clears throat> and throughout my lifespan, I have had a history of trauma when it comes particularly to black males Um, and not to get all into that, but this particular year has been a very lonely year, but it's been also very satisfying. I've become more mentally, emotionally stable, financially, like everything is good, but that area has been weakened and it's a very, very tough area that I live in to be trying to, um, to deal with men on a certain level. However, the closest person I ever had in my life was my grandmother who raised me. And she had a favorite child. My cousin has been locked up for 30 years. Um, And when my grandmother passed away, I know that that's her favorite person. And I knew how grateful she was for their relationship and to stay in contact with them. So I had said a prayer just about him. I never met him before. I got a random call. He was released from prison. Um, after 30 years of something that he was falsely accused of, and they know the person who did it, and the person even was supposed to go on trial to say what this thing was, and they didn't. And just to bring it all back to to right now, and I literally just got finished talking to him again, this is my second call with him, but we had an instant connection. Um, So when we speak about gratefulness, like always having that hopefulness and that day-to-day and going through years and years of turmoil and trial, I know he was going through something too, but we were able to come together and have that level of connection. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, The funny part about that is how can you do 30 years in prison and you come out? Everything that I've been learning on ATS, I've been struggling to actually manifest it because it's just like when you're single, when you're out here by yourself and you're working and you're, you're providing and taking care of your community, it becomes a lot. And you need that male, that male side to it. Everything I've been doing on ATS, this man has came out and he knows way more than I know um, and wants to do it, even as far as like real estate, public speaking. Some of the things he's been saying to me on these calls have been very, very encouraging. So I've been very, very grateful just for what God has done. Um, So I really took to that and it was like as soon as I jumped on, I heard Reginald saying you got to be grateful you know, regardless of what the situation is. And as rough as both of our paths have been, it's like we write on time and it, it, and it manifests in it what it's supposed to be. So I know I can see and feel his gratefulness. I feel that gratefulness and it meets the need for me. And I know I'm able to meet that need for him as well as I know my grandmother is smiling down on us. So I definitely just wanted to share that. It's so important to be grateful um, because I could be bitter, He could be better. Neither one of us through all our trials. It's just like, we don't even have to have certain conversations. It's just a level of synchro- uh, synchro- uh, synchronicity, I believe it is. I'm sorry, I'm so excited just to, just to have this guy back because he's a very, person. But my level of gratitude, it just connects to all the moments where I got up and the day didn't seem well, but I went on anyway and I felt grateful anyway. So then to connect with these moments, it's just, it just felt like fireworks So I have to share that with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so very much for sharing that with us, because you gave an amazing example of continuous gratitude, regardless of your situation in the good and in the bad, because without that gratitude, you, you never know how a situation is going to go. You miss out on things. You miss out on things. You miss out on people, relationships, everything. When you do not show gratitude, you miss out on it. You know, and, and since you since you brought up Reginald, Reginald, if you would like to respond to Ms. Care, the floor is yours.
8: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in response to it, I just I would just add that uh, me personally, I, me personally, uh, the the hard way. I, I I find I find going going the hard way is a better way for me. Uh and I think for some people just for the simple fact that you appreciate it more when you get through it. When you get through it, it'll make you more prepared for what you're getting ready to face. And you had to take that route. You had to take that route. You didn't get you <laughs> you, you might you you might have made yourself go that way but if you really look at it that's the way that was intended for you since the day you was born and uh I, the way i i would take it is is i look at it as when something when somebody else don't show you gratitude how would you react that's what <laughs> that's what i really want that, to that's because i I mean come on now everybody we we Gratitude, we all know how to give it. That's on a good day. We talking, come on, man. Everybody know how to give it. It's on a good day. Everybody know all about waking up in the morning, giving thanks. Everybody do it. But how about when gratitude is not being returned to you? I want to hear that. I want to hear how we react to gratitude not being shown to us when we think we owe gratitude because we not owe gratitude. We are not old gratitude. You're not old nothing. How would you respond? How would you that's what makes you thankful. <laughs> that's what'll make you thankful if you react the way that that you should react towards somebody who was not showing you gratitude. And I and I know it's a lot of situations with a lot of us on the phone, uh, to where we know. We can just go back to a time, uh, maybe it was 30 seconds ago, maybe it was a minute ago, maybe it was an hour ago, maybe it was right now, maybe somebody didn't give us the gratitude that we was looking for, because some of us live off that, you you, you get what I'm saying? Some of us live off that gratitude. And what happens when that lifeline is taken away? Mm. That's that pressure right there. That's that pressure. My favorite rapper says pressure. I like to apply that pressure because that's what's going to help us get us through that fall is when you get through that pressure. It's all good. Hey, we can talk about being all good and, and grateful. We can go all day long. That's that's happy. But when it ain't so grateful, like when they make us stay inside. Mm. Are we grateful for that? Mm. Uh some people waiting on something that they need so their family can get fed. Are you grateful when it didn't come to you? The floor is open. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The floor is open. drop that like that, I see little hands. Uh, I know. I know. I know they ready to chime in. I know they ready to go. Let's go. Yes, let we go. Hello.
2: Corey, we gonna let you go first, so you can say what you have to say before and comment on what Reg- Reginald just said, and then after Corey, Miss Michelle G, after Michelle Law, let's roll. Corey, the floor is yours, and then after Law, we got Grace.
11: Wow. Um, <laughs> so about that, um, what I will say, what I was gonna say, is that what. Um, what gratitude does for me is that it brings me present and it allows me to really be aware of the re- of a reality of a situation and a reality of what's really going on. And um, one of my biggest examples of that was when I started with the final expense and I had to go door knocking in front of with people. And I remember that first week, all I had was gratitude and I had no thing. And it was literally just like door knocking and Providing some type of value whether it just be having a conversation with someone and Before it was just like instead of being so focused on Oh my god, I didn't get that sale. or Oh my gosh, this person didn't let me in. It was more like wow I I actually had a conversation with So it's just like I was really grateful just to even meet that person. I was really grateful just to be able to have that conversation just to walk up and meet someone new. And it's just like looking at different things or just like, wow, I I would not have been in this area. So just like seeing things outside of just what the current situation is. And I remember that first week, it was just so difficult. And then the next week came in and then I was able to get two or three sales. And the next week I was just like, I became one of the top salespersons but it was just all through just having that gratitude. And one of the people, people, a lot of people were asking me, was just like, what had you go through it? And it was more just like, throughout it all, it allowed me to just stay grateful. And um, kind of commenting, going to what you were mentioning, it's like, I, start, I gave up the idea that I needed something in return. And once I gave up that idea that I needed something in return, the idea of thinking that I needed some type of gratitude in return kind of disappeared, and I became a lot more aware of what was really what was in front of me. And um, and it took something for me to really be able to do that because um, it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> uh, I get I get that world of what you're saying of just like sometimes you work your butt off on something. And realize you don't get the return that you need. And um, sometimes I, it, it, you know, what it would really take for me is just to sit with myself and um, kind of see what's, I guess, what's the reality of the situation. You know, just like and kind of again removing the meaning that I have on and this, and the um, not just the meaning but the significance that I create on it on not having that gratitude. And once I was able to remove that significance, then there's like this lightness. And that's when I experienced pure gratitude. You know, like true gratitude is being able to give and being grateful that you have the opportunity to give without expecting in return. And it's like, so to me it's just like being grateful to be grateful and not be grateful to get something else. That's what I really want to share about.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Corey. Thank you very much. And thank you for sharing both because you also showed that even though that first week was hard for you because you showed gratitude, the next week got easier for you. And then you said something, you said something when it came to uh, addressing what Reginald said, you were like, Not expecting gratitude in return. It's hard, but when you release the expectation of gratitude for someone else, you're just grateful just to be grateful. So thank you, Corey, so much for thank you so much for sharing with us. I have a question. I have a a statement that I'm going to say, and I want everyone to think about it for a moment and uh, and then we're going to go to Michelle then Law then Grace. The statement I want to say is entitled people expect gratitude at all times entitled people expect gratitude at all times so I want y'all to ponder on that comment for me and we'll open that up in a moment so Michelle G you're next after Michelle G we have law and then grace
5: Uh, you know what Deanna? it's funny that you just read that Mm. because it pertains to what I was getting ready to say having true gratitude is laying in a hospital bed not knowing if you're gonna see the next day but you say god i thank you anyway no matter what however no matter the outcome i still thank you those people who are who they may think they're getting diagnosed with cancer they're not sure or they are diagnosed with cancer but they say god i thank you despite what i'm going through that entitlement those who are entit feel entitled to gratitude is because they're not doing it truly from their heart And they're not doing it because they feel that that's what God told them to do. Because when you do it from your heart and you do it because you feel that that's what God told you to do, that is true gratitude. No matter what, not knowing how your bills are gonna get paid for two years, two years, but they get paid anyway. And you go go with nothing getting shut off or anything that being thankful and grateful for that—that that is true gratitude. So that statement that you made and people being entitled—there you go, right there.
2: All right, thank you, thank you so much, Miss Michelle G, for sharing. And it, it in entitled people expect gratitude, like because I feel entitled to this and I feel entitled to that. I am, I expect you to be grateful. I expect you to be grateful for me just even opening a door for you because it's an honor and I'm saying this from personal experience. I was one of those entitled people. If I do something nice for you, I expect you to give me gratitude and if you don't show me gratitude, like Reginald was saying, what about the people who you expect to show you gratitude and they don't? Entitled people are the worst because they don't deserve the gratitude. They don't deserve somebody saying thank you. But for those who truly do something out of the kindness of their heart, for those who do something because they just truly, they're grateful that they have so they want to do for you, they don't expect gratitude in return. They just, they're just grateful that they were even able to do. So, thank you, Miss Michelle G, for sharing with us this evening. We are grateful. A... Uh... Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, I, was, I was just
8: thinking about it. I was just thinking about it. Uh, how about this one? How, how about this one, lovely people on the call? How about how about? I'm grateful when I'm ungrateful? Because mm. after, after my conscience and my universe beat me clean upside my head, after. I knew because at the time, I'm just gonna be me. Yeah, come on now. Hey, hey, the time we're gonna be us. You you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real, let's keep 100. We're gonna be us, we're gonna do us. And we're gonna do what we've been doing, what we've been taught, and that's just point blank. Now, the guilt you're gonna feel after that, if you don't have no guilt, then I would like to meet you so we can sit down and we can have our own uh, Zoom chat and we can talk about that. But uh, for the ones who do, have that guilt where you be like you know what you got to go apologize and say you sorry because you knew that you was you know you, you you was not un you know you wasn't grateful at all but i'm grateful for being ungrateful so it can teach me to make sure that i i i, I am grateful to that and and the story of of the two years of not knowing being on the hospital bed that's that's the thing. See, the the action we take in that, the action that we take in that, because you know, uh, pretty sure we all been in the situation, but the action that we take in that, the action will pay us. However we act in that situation, that's what will pay us in the long run. That's why we at the point where we at. In the bed, uh, don't know how to this gonna get paid, Robin Peter Paypal. I mean that at that point right there that's that action that we take right then and there, that's what we're going to get paid for. That's, that's what i just, I was just laughing when you was talking. I just want to, uh, I just want to say I'm grateful when I wasn't ungrateful.
2: All right. Thank you, Reverend Reginald Paul. I got it. Reverend Reginald Paul. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. So now we're going to go to law law. The floor is yours to address everything that has been said and to speak what you. Uh, raised your hand to speak about on earlier.
6: Now, that sure is a lot to address. I'm just gonna pretend like I received all that. <laughs> but what like was say, mind, eat, it. <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat <laughs> it. What was on my mind as I was hearing everyone speaking is, it reminded me of when my mother first regained custody back of all of her children, well, the five of us that were growing up before scared us, eight of us in total. When she regained the custody of five of us, she would often tell me, Thank you, thank you. And I would reply to her, I didn't do it for a thank you. And it's not till now that I'm actually having this conversation that I kind of understand more so why I said that. I would say that often. And sometimes I would get really, really angry when she was like, Why you gotta always tell me thank you? And what I mean by that is like, if there's something that needs to be done around the house i would automatically do it i wouldn't expect from one someone to go ahead and tell me no you gotta do this you gotta do this it would just get to, get done because i knew it was something that had to get done and it didn't make no sense for someone else to just linger it and when i was picking up so i would always do it but yet my mother would still continuously tell me and say thank you and say thank you and she's never asked me why i always said i, I didn't do it for a thank you Uh, She would just always say that, I know you didn't do it for a thank you, but I'm gonna thank you anyway. And I've kind of always had that attitude about everything in life, regardless to the hands that I've been dealt with over the course of my young life. I've always just, always went above and beyond to do anything and didn't expect anything in return because nothing was ever given to me. So I had no need to expect for anything to be returned to me. Same goes for my father who had recently passed away. He had abandoned me on several occasions, even once when I was in the hospital and I wasn't doing too tough and he showed his tail, but yet I was still there for him in the last three years that he was fighting for his life. I'm talking about feeding him, bathing him, the whole nine, like everything for him. And even him, he couldn't understand why this individual was still there by his side. Again, when you do something from your heart, you do it from your heart. There's no, there's no thinking about it. There's no, you're looking for something in return. It's just that you're doing it from your heart. And that's how I've always looked at life, no matter what, since I was small. So I've always did everything, you know? Um, and I, I guess that's, that's just all I was wearing on my heart.
2: Thank you. Thank you definitely for sharing with us this evening because you, you also spoke more on what Michelle was saying and also what. Reg, uh, Reginald was saying in regards to still showing gratitude regardless of the situation and and when it comes you're, you just showed the difference between someone who genuinely does things versus one who is entitled because like you said you were doing things you do things because it needed to be done you weren't expecting to thank you but an entitled person will do something and expect for you to thank them regardless of what it is I took out the trash why you won't thank me for taking out the trash I wash the dishes why you won't thank me for doing that whereas those who genuinely do things from their heart who those who genuinely always show gratitude you don't have to you don't have to do that they don't expect gratitude in return so thank you so much for sharing your story with us um Reginald did, did you is there anything that you wanted to say on what law just spoke about
8: No, he got dreads, so I'm going to just let him, uh, (laughs) we're going to just let him uh, end with that right there.
2: Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Now we come to Miss Grace. Grace, the floor is now yours to speak on what you wanted to speak on earlier, and if you would like to address everything that's been said as well.
3: Okay, thank you. Earlier when we were talking about gratitude, I know we're still talking about gratitude, but Earlier today, I was on the phone with a young lady, and she had gotten everything through the Get Famous for My Story uh, funnel, and she has looked through everything, and so I'm doing, you know, my due diligence, giving her a call, make sure she got access to everything, and we're talking, and she, uh, she got to talking, and she said, you know, everybody is, she first, she was standing, I'm so excited because I, I want to make sure that I get this. And she's now a new member of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers. And she said, man, yeah, I'm so excited to do this because I got to go out here and get this thing done. And she said, everybody's in, everybody's going crazy talking about this coronavirus and they just, you know, just act like they're losing their minds. But they really need to stop and think and be grateful that they are now, you, you now have time to spend with your family. You now have time to do what it is that you said you wanted to do. Now you don't have to go here and go there. You actually can do what it is that you have, you, you know, that you desire to do. And then she said, it, it's, it's people out there who don't get that. He makes me lie down and green pasture stuff. I said, Wait a minute, ma'am, you better stop.
5: <laughs> and
3: this young lady is on the call today. Her name is Adrian. And so I'm so glad she was able to get on because she had a podcast to do earlier. And she said, if I'm able to get on, I'll pop on today. And so when she started talking like that, I said, all right, ma'am. So, you know, when we were talking about the gratitude of being grateful, she came to my head. Because when she said that, I was like, yeah. And because me and Renny will talk every day, and he he says the same stuff all the time. Man, you actually now have time to be with your family. Hey, go and really sit down and be with your kids. Be with your family. Do what it is that you you know don't normally don't have the time to do, but now you have all the time in the world. you said you wanted to do that you wanted to write that book oh you got time you're not at work unless you're an essential worker but you know you, oh you said you wanted to be that professional speaker you got time now. oh you, you want to be that content creator you got time now. oh you want to be that millionaire you got time now. go get it done so and, and be grateful you know because when you were at work we complaining about how hard everything is. Oh, Lord, I'm so sick of this job. I'm sick of my boss. I can't <laughs> take this. Now you're at home. Lord, I'm sick of being at home. I wish I was at work. Wait a minute now. Which one is it? <laughs> you got to be grateful for any and everything. Like Reggie was saying earlier, no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on, you got to continue to be grateful. Um, the, um, the last thing you said, entitled people expect thank you, yeah, then there, done that button t- shirt, but then when I got out of that, you know, and i and I see okay that's that that's what I used to do that, yeah, that's what you used to do, yeah, no you yo know, no no need of being entitled nobody owes you, like Reggie was saying, nobody owes you a thank you, and if you're doing it with correct motives, you know <laughs> you don't look for a thank you anyway, you do it out of the kindness of your heart, and you you do it, you know. Reggie was with me one day and we ride down the street and I saw this lady. I knew and she was standing there and I said, Reggie, I'm sorry. I, I know we trying to get somewhere, but I got to go back. I got to go back and see if she need a ride. He's like, do your thing. This is your car. <laughs> so so I, went, you know, I went back and she said, no, I'm, I'm good. I, don't, I, I got to ride. They're coming, but thank you anyway. And so, yeah, I wouldn't, if I picked her up, I wouldn't expect her when she get out the car to say, thank you for the ride. No, I didn't do that for that. I do that. I saw that because something in me says, Hey,
8: she, go see if she needs to be picked up and taken somewhere, so. And you That's rubbed on off head. on me. You, you rubbed off on me. So now yeah. we're riding. We see anybody. Yeah. Come on, get in the car. Yes.
5: That's what he does. Hey,
0: where you going? Okay, turns cool. around,
8: make a new turn. Come on, get in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sis. You tell me gratitude. <laughs> Thank trouble in
3: will do it. Oh, man. Oh.
8: <laughs> she do it, I'ma do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Reginald there is something that you said earlier that I can't let go of. You said I was gr- I'm grateful for being
8: ungrateful. Yes. Yes. How many people say that? Nobody. <laughs> uh, how many people say that? Well, I'm so grateful for being ungrateful.
2: <laughs> and I <laughs> I want to thank you. I really do cuz you you had me sitting here thinking. And I'm going to be an example to everyone and show you what this class is really about. Do you know how ungrateful you are to have someone take care of you and you don't, and because you're so ungrateful, you don't even see, you don't even see it. He said he was grateful for being ungrateful because it showed him where he needed to show gratitude at. The places that are broken in your life, the areas that you have in your life that are not going the way you are going, that's because you're showing no gratitude. And when you realize, I'm I'm grateful for not being grateful because it showed me just how entitled I've been. It showed me just how entitled I was and it showed me what I no longer want in my life. Because when you put out entitlement you get back reasons to feel entitled I don't want that because it's not the life that I'm striving to go for you cannot be prosperous and feel entitled you can feel entitled when you're putting out gratitude you can say universe look I'm grateful I'm grateful you woke me up this morning. So because I'm showing sure you gratitude, I expect for you to wake me up the next morning. That's when you show your entitled. That's when you put out that expectation. But if you just, if you just lay in there and you like, you wake up in the morning like, man, oh, man, they better be glad I even decided to get out of bed today. And you wake up expecting people to be like, hey, good morning, girl. I'm so, girl, I'm so grateful that you're here today. But you didn't even show gratitude that you even woke up that type of entitlement right there to to not to be so ungrateful you you are going to get tired you're going to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of the gratitude that you don't give that ungrateful life that you live you're gonna get tired of that because when you're ungrateful you're always complaining and we are always complaining the people around you it's gonna get to a point where somebody's gonna be like you know what look either you're gonna Okay, there was a a, a, a a phrase I was gonna say, <laughs> but I'm gonna let that phrase. You gonna either uh, or get off the pot? Which one you gonna do? Cause right now, thank you, Law. <laughs> Cause right now. I'm tired of your complaining. You will push away the very people you need in your life for your growth when you are ungrateful. And you're going to get to a point where you are down on the ground. You are going to be at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, underneath the rock. And you're going to be like, you know what? I just wish somebody would reach out to me to help me. But because you've been so ungrateful, you have pushed away everybody. And you're going to be grateful for not being ungrateful because it, it at that point you have you would have learned the lesson about truly being alone in a world where you were not meant to be alone in. So, Reginald, I want to thank you for saying what you said because it knocked revelation into me. Because we are all our journey is a consistent journey of growth. And if you are not open enough to listen to somebody else talk, to express, if you're not open to enough to receive what somebody else is expressing, even when you don't think it applies to you, it applies to you. So whoever didn't catch, whoever didn't catch, I am grateful for being ungrateful. I need you to catch. You are ungrateful. Therefore, you need to start being grateful.
8: You got them speaking in tongues over there, they, they <laughs> Speaking in tongues in the chat. I just Honda. Be- <laughs> they because- Honda Civic. <laughs> yes.
2: was Honda I just-
8: Accord. They, yes. Yeah, Honda Prelude. They over there just they getting it in. You, you you touching them. You touching them. Give it to them. You know, just just keep giving it to them. And, I- and 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 let me let me let me see if let me let me see if we can get you some more Honda. Hondas in there. Now, you know how ugly, you know how much, you know how much, first of all, if you can see your face when you're being ungrateful. Like, it should be a reflection right there as soon as you be ungrateful. So you can see how many muscles, your cheekbone, your nose, your lips. because, you know, some people nose flare up, they lip get to twitching. I mean, your body starts malfunctioning when you are un, no, I'm saying we can laugh and joke because I love to laugh and joke. But your body start malfunctioning when you start to be ungrateful because you are putting your body through something. You you putting your body through something that it ain't used to being. Because your body is used to getting up and being like, this is another day to make sure that I can help somebody else. I can go out in pairs and I can make sure that I'm the light for somebody else. And you know, because if you bring darkness to somebody, that takes a lot to bring darkness. Boy, they, they, somebody told me when you, that, that whoa, that is what ungrateful look like. Everybody take a look at lost screen. If ungrateful was a person, that's it right there. That's life right there. Everybody get a good look at that. And, and you got to hold that all day. You got to hold it all day. All day ungrateful looking self. Yes, looking self. Yeah, I have. Uh-huh.
2: Perfect, I got the perfect way for people to be able to see how they look when they ungrateful.
8: Let us know. Let us because we need it. A lot of people. You just pull about, it out.
2: A lot of people. I'm. I'm about to rub quite a few people <laughs> the wrong way, and I don't care. When you keep telling your child you ungrateful and you see the face on them, that's a mirror image of you. When you looking at your spouse, and they're, you feel they're being ungrateful, that's a mirror image of you, because you only going to marry who you are. You only attract who you are. When you looking at your your. Uncles, your uncles, all that, when you, when you see the ungratefulness on their face, that's a mirror reflection of you because the people you hang around are the people you are. But if you're around people who are consistently grateful, you'll see the difference in the facial expressions. Yep. You will see it. But if you want a mirror, a true mirror image of what ungratefulness looks like, just look at your child. Mm-hmm. Every time you tell them, oh, you so ungrateful,
8: time travel that's all that was that was time travel for all the times that you was ungrateful now you got to look at what you done made and be like that's what i looked like yes your mama told you your parents told you it was gonna be a day didn't they tell you it was gonna be a day yep when you have them they're gonna be just as worse as you was and then you gonna remember what i said reginald and then boom had them and then i looked at them like my mama was not lying. Pull that picture up one more time, law, so I can look at my face the times that I was with, one more time, so I can see it. <laughs> look self. <laughs> Here you go. Bam! All day long. Look mm. at his neck. Mm. <laughs> look at his neck. Bridget, and he ain't got a neck. He ain't got his, a neck. see
2: how his jaws just all just, you fall apart. Look at
8: his mouth. His mouth is ungrateful. He's in an ungrateful position. Your mouth is supposed to be straight. His his mouth. That's not man. Oh man. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness.
8: This is what grateful. This this is what gratitude looks like. You see how you smiling and, say, and that's good at exercise. You ever when you smile, you that's exercise, man. You know when you look. Have you met a person that was just frowned up all day and you did your best to make them, you know, what I'm saying, smile, and then you could just see it coming out of them. It's trying to come. But that picture just keep coming up because they just keep letting it manifest in them, and they want to have that neck, and they just don't want to. That's why I'm glad I am who I am, and I hope that I get to go around and 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 and, and bring that joy to people so that they can just be grateful that it is somebody out there. That he's just, he, Lord, Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Dixon. <laughs> what she say, sis? What she told me, Get him, Grace. Get them, get (laughs) them. yes, get them. Yes, but man, it's just, again, it takes a lot of energy, man. Hey, I I told my sis this. I say, man, we only get a certain amount of breath. Mm -hmm. Think about this. You get a certain amount of breath. You don't know when it's going to be taken away from you. And I will do my best to make sure when that last breath do come, I do not look like that image that was showed today. Kinda, mm. mm. Cynic. Yes.
5: I,
2: I, w- I wanna ask everyone a question because this applies and I, I'm gonna tie in our previous book, Peaks and Valleys, to this. How many of you have associated your peaks and your valleys with your gratitude. I've realized that, and and again, I I will always I will always be authentic because I want you to understand that this is a safe place, and the only way we learn from each other is if we're true and honest about everything. I've realized that. When I'm on my peaks and I'm consistently grateful, I consistently pour in positivity into me, It fl- I'm on my peak longer and it flows to everyone around me. It flows to everyone around me. But when I'm ungrateful, when I have a problem, every time I wake up in the morning, when I don't know how to, when I wake up and I'm like, I just don't feel like getting up today. When I have that kind of attitude, I'm back down,
8: mm.
2: I'm back down. Like, and, there's, and, and the and they say one negative thought is more powerful than 10 positive thoughts. So for the 10 days straight that I was positive, that one day that I'm negative just erased all that positivity, all that gratitude because I was ungrateful. So, how many of you have associated the fact that the more grateful you are, the longer you stay on your peak, but the moment you start showing, the moment you start being ungrateful, you start rolling down that peak?
7: Mm, I can go. Go ahead.
11: Yeah, I see for myself. I am. I find it so much easier to be. Well, not easier. I, I kind of have the opposite point of view. I'm always like. I'm so much more. I'm so much better at being grateful when things are going bad, and then the minute things get really good, that's when I'm like, oh, you know, I'm. I do not have to be that grateful because I'm already kind of put in those seeds already. And um, similar to what you just said, making sure that still using the gratitude even at my peak to really have it stay there longer because I always found that the minute I start, like I'm. St- you know, the minute things started to go well, it becomes easier for me to be like, okay, I can skip a day or two. You know, it's all right. I mean, I, you know, I'm doing okay. And then it's like the minute I start having that mindset, that's when things start slowly spiraling. So um, every single day I had to realize like, even when things are really, really good, I still gotta be great. Even when things, you know, you know still being, Even when things are positive and everything is going well in my life, I still need to be grateful. I still need to be positive and happy, and everything else like that. Or else, you know, because I always saw like the minute I start not thinking about my life and not think not being, you know, when life turns gets really good, I stop really being as grateful, and all of a sudden, slowly, things start like what you said. Things start really just going downhill. So that is something that I really have to continue keeping in mind so thank you
0: for that
2: you're very welcome you're very welcome one of the greatest things that I have learned with following and listening to Antonio and Tempest Shannon Grace Reginald is that there's a consistency there is a your your gratitude is a consistent practice Now, not in every now and then, not a when I feel like it, but a consistent practice. Your journey is consistent. You can't pause on your journey and expect for time to pause with it. So your gratitude is the same way. It's a consistency. When you're up on that peak, (laughs) man, I'm grateful I'm up here because I do the same thing, Corey. I do the same exact thing. When I get to a certain point, I'm like, oh yeah, everything going good. I I literally forget to be grateful. But when times are bad, I'm like, ooh, I'm so grateful this and I'm so grateful that and I'm so grateful this. But I well, you should you know, but I should be grateful just to be, I should be grateful to be on the peak. So Corey, thank you so much for sharing with us. And before Justin, before I open up the floor to you, I'm gonna read what Temp has just put in the chat. She said, in my opinion, I think too many of us consider the valley to be a bad thing instead of viewing it as a learning experience that affords us opportunities to grow. Because of this mindset, we cannot be grateful and therefore we attract more of the valley, even though it is not a bad thing thank you so much. Thank you so very much for sharing Tempest. We're grateful for that because that's true. We turn, we turn our valleys into bad because we, we are literally ungrateful. So thank you very much Tempest for sharing that with us. And we have, okay, so Dave, Dave, uh, Dave, then Phil, and then I believe it was Justin who unmuted. So first Dave, then Phil, and then Justin.
12: Um, I guess my biggest thing is, I don't wanna sound arrogant, but I'm always grateful because I had no other choice. My upbringing made me so grateful for, for everything. So I never, I can, I can honestly say I've never been to a point where I've been ungrateful about anything because, man, my journey has been, whew, like what Reggie was talking about it has has been so challenging, you know what I'm saying? And even even at this moment, I, I just look back, even even coming, you know, even joining the ATS was like, I was so grateful that Antonio gave me the opportunity to join and how it happened and transpired and just like, man, like that was like an eye opener, you know what I'm saying? of what I've given and been able to receive you know what I'm saying what I've been given out
8: thank you
2: thank you so much Dave thank you very much for sharing with us and always being grateful please don't, don't ever feel you being arrogant because you're always grateful that just means your gratitude is consistent <laughs> so please and thank you thank you so much for sharing with us Next, we have Phil. Mr. Phil Sorrentino, the floor is now yours.
7: Good, I'll mop it. (laughs) The last thing President Nixon said when he stepped off of the South Lawn to get on the helicopter to leave the White House after he resigned, and he was a Capricorn, by the way, which is the mountain goat that understands the peaks and valleys, he said, You have to be in the lowest valley. To appreciate the highest peak. And that's what Reginald said. He was happy. He's he was grateful, for Not being grateful. And we live better than 95% of the kings that have ever lived on this planet. Access to food, clothing, transportation, information, entertainment, sanitation. If we put 95% of the kings that lived on this earth and we put them into any one of our lives we literally would improve the quality of their life.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, Phil. Phil, every time Phil speaks, he says very few words, but they are powerful words when he speaks them. So thank you. We should be grateful because we do live better. We live a hundred times better than the Kings did in, in the older days. So Phil, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And Justin,
13: the floor is now yours. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to comment on when you were speaking of one negative thought and 10 positive thoughts. Yes, sir. We can go back to to Phil's comment on Nixon and King's. Uh, you know, like you have the dollar, the U.S. dollar and the gold. Once the dollar in 71 was taken off the gold standard, the Fed was allowed to print more money than what the money is actually worth. So the dollar became weak, it means nothing, because not tied to gold. Protecting your energy and your alignment and surroundings is similar to tying a dollar to gold. Because you can have 100 people around you and you know that, that one negative thought, but if you align yourself with 10 more positive people and 10 more positive people and 10 more positive people, eventually your surroundings are going to be of gold and not of paper. So your energy that you have to protect at all times, you won't have to protect it as much because your surroundings will be of encouragement and of nutrients rather than of defense. Because every time you're on defense, it takes out it takes from your body. Like Reginald was saying, it takes, it's like your immune system. It takes a lot of defense to, constantly be on guard and worry about what you're saying and worry about and walking on eggshells that drains your energy leads into negative thoughts leads into saying can i really start this business can this business really get me where i need to go sometimes you got to play the cards that you dealt but if the cards that you are dealt if you can change them out for better ones change them out and look back and and you'll never look back so when you get up in the morning and say i don't want to do this you don't got the right people calling you in the morning and telling you to do this mm-hmm. if you're getting up at six somebody should be getting up at five and, and telling you let's go jogging right if you get up at five they say okay let's go meditate at 5 30 and let's go get to the gym at seven let's eat and let's go start like you need that because eventually like bathing it has to be done daily motivation is a daily process so your environment and the people that's in you're allowed to enter your subconscious will eventually overflow your subconscious.
5: Mm.
13: And as far as Kings, you know, I, I don't, I relate to uh MU and master before I relate to any other Kings. I think they had it better than anybody could ever have it. But now we have, we have gratitude for what we do have in the information age. Um, but gratitude is definitely on any platform, peak Valley, mid level it it has it has to be aligned with everything that you do. Especially in a time like this where people are dying uh, this unseen death. People are dying at the you know hundreds of rates every day. Here in New York they got they don't have room for the deaths. They're just throwing them in a hole and burning them up. You don't know if your family members are dead or alive or anything else. So not only are, are people being gratitude to live and start businesses and do different things, they're in gratitude to be sane because eventually putting it off and looking at the media and eventually, you know, it's going to catch up to your subconscious of everything that's going on around you. So that's basically, that's what I wanted to add to that. Um, you know, keep good energy, good people around you and gratitude will naturally rub off on you. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much,
2: Justin, for sharing with us. And you are right when you hang when you are around people who put off that negative that positive excuse me that positive energy that gratitude you will start you you will start being that way Uh, uh, i was the most ungrateful person that i knew and then I got around tempest and and grace and antonio it started with this very leadership class and the more i read the more i was like ooh <laughs> like i was like ooh okay wait a minute but the first thing you want to do is say that's not me so what i want everyone to do when it comes to when it comes to being grateful when it comes to gratitude when it comes to being true to who you really are because we lie to ourselves on a daily basis one of the greatest things antonio taught me was watch your favorite movie are you the hero of the movie or are you the villain of the movie and that'll let you know where you think you stand if you if every single person always thinks they're the hero you're the villain and I'm a, and again,'m only speaking for personal experience, my favorite movie that I was watching at the time. I can't remember the name of it right now. Look at that. It was the movie
8: See? it
2: was it was the movie. I have the the study guide too because my mom gave it to me, but it was the it was um a Christian movie. It was about a woman who was a real estate agent. She was always complaining about her husband. It was so much going on. And he told me, he says, so. every time you watch the movie, the first time you watch it, first war room. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. That was the movie, War Room. He told me, he said, every time you watch the movie, I want you to watch it 10 times. I want you to, (laughs) yes, Mm -hmm. yes, Law. I want you to watch it 10 times as... The first, the first person I want you to watch it as is as the husband. I want you to put yourself as him. The first 10 times I watched that movie, it tore me up. Because so I was like, man, I do that. Ooh, I do that too. Ooh, I do that too. And it, it, it started correcting me and my mindset. He said, the next 10 times, I want you to watch it as the wife. And the next 10 times, I want you, I want you to watch it as the old woman. So watching it as a husband, I realized how much I nagged. I realized how ungrateful I was about things. When I watched it as the wife, I realized how much I complained. (laughs) I realized, you know, if you, biker boys, okay. So put yourself in each position and just see, just, just see who you are. And it'll show you your gratitude. It'll show you your ungratefulness. And the more you surround yourself with people who are grateful, the more you surround yourself with people who appreciate, the more you surround yourself, you'll start to, the true you will come out because you're either going to push them away or either they are going to have enough awareness to know you need help. And you'll have someone, uh, and I pray you have someone who is stubborn enough not to move away from you because they know you need help because they know you're not going to get it by yourself. So, uh, uh, Reginald, if you have anything to say, the floor is yours, and if not, Mr. Law has his hand up. So, Reginald, I'll now give the floor over to you. Reverend Reginald. All right, looks like we have some technical difficulties on that end. So, Law, I'm going to go ahead and pass the floor over to you.
8: Until think about.
2: Oh, there we go. Okay, that
8: yeah. I I, I was talking the whole time, the the whole time. I was grateful that I was talking the whole time. Like you know, y'all heard every word that I said. But I can rewind back to what I said. I'm so grateful for my internet. Yes, that it does that. So I can learn what I said and make sure I can remember it. My memory is still working. Uh, Justin, you said something that made me think. And, uh, we was talking about people, people being ungrateful, you know, we around people that's been ungrateful. Let's, let's take it a little further. How about we just don't even worry about people and just talk about our atmosphere. Is your atmosphere ungrateful? Because where uh, you went ungrateful? Because you, you know, back in the day, they used to tell us that you know this is demonic territory. This territory is not good. Ter-. Matter of fact, I could take it back to the soil. There's the rocky ground, uh, the the concrete. Hey, whatever you know, wh- wherever you at, is ungrateful, and you might want to leave, uh, get away from it, uh, and 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 take off and go as Far, far away, and and make sure that you go to a place where there are uh, situations to where it feels a whole lot better so you can practice it because, you know, wherever you're at, that's what you're going to practice, period, you know. So, uh, listen, we want to keep that in mind. And uh, I want to talk about a place I had to go to. And I want to talk about, before I talk about the place that I had to go to, I want to talk about appreciating stuff that we don't appreciate. Even though we are grateful. Did, did that come out right? Uh I wanna I wanna I wanna say, how about how about opening your own door? How about how about warm water if you like to take a warm shower? Or cold water if you like to take a cold shower and it continue to run without you have to press a button? How about salt and pepper? How about not adding water to everything, I'm talking about your meal-wise, not adding water to everything and being told that water is a part of the serving. How about being told that you have to put this on and this is what you gotta wear all the time. And the one that really stuck with me the most, and it helps me to make sure I stay where I'm at right now in this grateful spot that I'm in, how about having two pair of changla slippers That's actually the same size. How about having a size 15 slipper, both of them? Because I had a size 15 and a size 7, and they was two different slippers. Yes, that's what they did to me. So what I'm saying is, even in that place, the moment, this is what we're going to catch, the moment I appreciated where I was at. My whole entire atmosphere got better. And then, the moment that I did that, somebody that was in there said, Come here, I have a pair of slippers that is your size, that's the same slipper. I mean, the moment that I appreciated where I was at, because I could have been somewhere that wasn't, that was worse than where I was at. I mean, it was a person there the whole time You was there telling you what you can, what you can't do. How about this? Somebody, would you appreciate, would you have gratitude if somebody coming to your house, somebody coming to your room and tear everything up, looking for uh, a chip bag? Yes, a chip bag. You can't have a chip bag. I mean, stuff like that. Would you appreciate somebody coming... Would you be grateful for that? So Reverend, yeah. You, from what what I'm interpreting
13: from it, you're taking immediate gratification, which is justified for the overall scope of what is right to be grateful for. That's in other words, somebody, um, you know, doing something to you, but they didn't harm you complete so where you can't come back. So you're thanking them, you're grateful for having the two slippers, but you're not grateful for the environment, or the misguided police, or the slave trading police, or the circumstances that put you in there where you weren't supposed to get there to begin with. But you're so happy to be alive and to get out, or just to be on the outskirts, that you're in gratitude to the fact that yes, master, I'm happy. No, no, no disrespect intended. I'm happy for you, not you know, for you giving me food. But I'm not happy, but I'm not happy for the fact that I can't go kick down the door and plant my own food and have my own building and have my own police and have my own you know. I can't root up from 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 the ground. I can't be the king that I was intended to be. I'm over here in man and boy phase gratitude, which is always necessary, but you still in gratitude. Like you have a father or, or father figure or mother that you grab. thank you for feeding me, give the shelter and thanks for not beating me. Instead of let me go over here and plant my own over here, and I'm the king. She's my queen. These are my princes. And I thank you for doing business with me, not me having to do business under up under you. So the gratefulness for life and the gratefulness for extreme circumstances, which what I'm interpreting would be probably present with the situation you were talking about. But within that, there's a there's a reason why you went to prison. And the, the design system is why you went to prison. Most of it is designed for us to go to prison. So you, you fell for a, a, a design business plan that was successful.
8: So and was grateful that, for doing it.
13: And, and and but but exactly, but in that grateful for doing it doesn't make it right. What that leads to is and no disrespect intent, that leads to endangered servantness. In other words, you're endangered to servant to be gratitude to be in a weaker position where you were meant to be in a stronger position. So you take that weaker position, you gain strength, and you break the barrier and you go out and you be a king because that's what you were born on this earth to be.
8: Correct.
2: I, when you when you lose everything when you have none of the freedoms that you've ever had before when you cannot do as an adult what you feel you should be able to do. Showing gratitude is a great way of shifting your entire being. Showing going from not even having the same size shoes to being grateful for okay. This is where I'm at. I appreciate the lessons that I'm learning. I'm grateful for the lessons that I'm learning. And the moment you show gratitude, you are able to shift your entire your entire everything. That's just how powerful gratitude is. So Reginald, thank you so much for sharing with us what you shared with us and Justin thank you for sharing what you share with us as well because life is never easy life life is never easy it's up it's down it's in it's out but the moment that you show gratitude everything shifts we live in a world where we live in a world where Systems were put in place for certain things. Systems were put in place to remove or to give. But the moment we show gratitude for whatever is going on, whatever, showing gratitude at your lowest point will shift your entire life. So thank you, Reginald, so much for for sharing with us. Justin, thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you both so much for sharing with us. Gratitude versus being ungrateful are two different energies, two different vibrations that we put out there. Before I continue, Miss Adrian, I see you unmuted your mic. I would love to give you the floor. The floor is yours. I I
14: just I, good evening, everybody. Y'all talk about gratitude, I, I'm gracious just to be here. This, this is called gratitude, sitting at the very bottom, not knowing what to do, not really having all of your brains and everything and your body and your muscles and anything, but you know that you got God. Being alone is, 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 is one place where you can meet him and it makes you grateful for breath. Even if it's infected you you know it just makes you it just makes you happy to now I'm serious because when you've been i've never been in jail, but I have been locked up, I have been laid on my back for a long time, you know, having to learn some things over and over and over again, but why for this very one moment I think because right now we all get a chance, whether we liked it or not, we are all in a moment where this is, this is different for us. Yo, I love it because a, Antonio is the only one moving. You, do you understand? Because if you're looking at your crisis and you're saying it's a crisis, then you're thinking it's a crisis. But really in your crisis is where your joy comes from. And your crisis is where everything is gonna open up from. So if you embrace your crisis, then you understand why you're really in a crisis. Now you got more time with your family the person that you didn't really like on on the block that you never really talked to, maybe we're waiting on you to go talk to your neighbor. You know what I mean? And if everybody can take it, what y'all just said, it was everything was great. I'm just grateful, like I said, to be a part of a new crew of people. My new friends. I don't know if y'all all in down in Texas, but my new friends. That's how I call it. I like you said, like Justin just said, you have to be you have to be in the minds, in a like-minded place with people. Like every single one of you that has spoken has spoken something into me just right now. And I'm thankful. And that is that is the form of gratitude to the point where it, it when it's bubbling and any and everybody that you come in contact with, it's like it when you leave them they know you have been somewhere and they know they were in the presence of somebody, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you say and you look and you say it's not you, you know, but it's, it's the one that gives us the breath. That's grateful. That's gratitude. I just, I, I'm i so glad to just be a part of it. I'm gonna get my thing all charged up and stuff so I can get my video. <laughs> but y'all look, y'all, y'all, y'all look great. I love it, I love it, I love it. Trust me, I'm, This my first day I did it today. I signed up today and Antonio sent me the stupid, the stupid letter. So that's how I feel. That's how he feel. And I say, well, bless God, because I needed somebody to tell me something to say something to me because Jesus, we got to do something. And I just bless God that in this bad moment for everybody else, God is opening doors. And I just wanted to say that, and I'm that is gratitude, and I thank each and every one of you, and I can't wait to meet each and every one. of you. Seriously,
2: thank you. Thank you.
14: She thank wrote
8: the book. She <laughs> she wrote the book that we we talking about now. That is not the author. It's, it's, she's the author of that book, and we are really <laughs> glad that you are here because you are. Hey, you, you really seriously. That's what I like being around. That's exactly what I like being around. Stuff like that to make you run out your house and scream for no apparent reason. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You know, that's 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 the type of energy I need to bear. I don't be around. I can't be around that, that stagnant, stale, uh, old Frito that been in that bag that just was neglected. Because don't nobody mm. like regular Fritos anyway, and there's chili and cheese on it. But I'm just mm. saying, that energy that you got right there, that is, I, oh man, I, if I wasn't in this room, I would shout right now. and put me <laughs> clean up out of here. And well, I, appreciate I'm,
14: I bless God for the life I have. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 10 years ago. And when I tell you it was life changing, altering, but God is good. And energy mm-hmm. is all that I have because I have none for myself. But if you can feel it, I can feel it. And that's how, and that is called gratitude. Like you say, when you do it, when you, when you're ungrateful, I'd be mad to see people walking around and having fun and dancing and stuff. You know what I mean? Cutting up like we used to cut up. I can't even cut up, it just bothers me. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm glad that I get to see it. You know, I'm glad to watch the kids be able to run around and stuff. But one thing that I did hear y'all say, I am a person that if I walk into the room and you got your thing with you, I want your thing, even to the point where I get to the point where I ask the person, can you take it off for like 20 minutes?
5: Mm-hmm.
14: Just be cool with me for 20 minutes. And then when mm-hmm. I leave, you choose to pick it up again. Cause I, in my, in my world, we just don't do it that way. You know, mm-hmm. cause we have the authority to, to, we have the authority to take over what it is that we are supposed to really be doing. So you could, I'm sorry, sweetie, not right now. You're going to smile with me. How about that? It usually works because God is always, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. grateful, man. I'm trying to tell you, I mean, hey, we can do it, though. And I know that y'all is the group that we're going to mm-hmm. do it with. I'm so we're gonna happy. we going to kick
8: it. I'm we so happy. I can't, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
3: wait.
8: Sis, you got to take me up there. We need me ride. <laughs> I
3: can't wait. I told
8: y'all. I told you She said she's moving to Texas. <laughs> OK. Come on.
2: Come on down. Come oh, on down. Now, here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Miss a-, a. some
8: of this salt water. <laughs> <laughs>
14: Don't play with me, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Philly. I'm looking at it. They talking about what they doing, what they not doing. If we got the virus and everything, they don't admit the man in New Jersey say something about his, city, his state was the best. I told them, y'all, it's silly. Because the only thing New Jersey can do is buy New Jersey's. <laughs> Philadelphia is in the Bible. Stand up. Tell somebody. Say something. So when I say it, I'm going to have to come somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh yeah, I'm on my way.
2: <laughs> All right, well, we ready for you, Miss Adrian. We looking forward to seeing you. And I wanted to let you know that Antonio is listening. Antonio is listening, and he he said that being he he's quoted you. He said being alone is where you meet God.
14: All day. That's why. I, that's why. I t- tell him that is why I know so much. And guess what? And when you know it for yourself. It is a very bad place for the world to be in because now I know exactly what it is I've been called to do. And I know it. I done read the. Oh, what are you talking about? None of it. But Antonio, with that, he called me stupid today, y'all. He called me stupid today. He called me stupid.
8: Today.
14: I said, Oh, I can't wait to meet my new coach. My new coach came right at my neck. And if you know anything about me, you're supposed to come right at my neck. So, Coach, I can't wait to meet you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he said he listening. He said you you better talk. (laughs) I was was
14: in my class, though. Thank God for myself. Look, thank God for my my classes because uh, I thought I might have died at first. But then I said, you know what? I'm in class. I'm strong. I don't have low self-esteem anymore. Let me keep moving, let me keep moving, but Come y'all, on. I love y'all, I love y'all. We y'all love go ahead and face. enjoy your rest of your thing,
2: yes, All right. Right. I can't love you. wait to meet you. Thank you so much. We're definitely looking forward to meeting you too, and like you were saying that Antonio is moving, you know he said he's moving at he's moving at ten thousand percent, you know he's alive, and he does not vibrate at the frequency of this crisis that brings me to something when you are consistently grateful and showing gratitude, the vibration that you put out there is not of your situation. It's beyond your situation because you are grateful. You are gratitude. You are at that point where no matter, it's it's that peace, that, that joy and that peace when you have consistent gratitude, there's nothing that can bring you down. There's nothing that can shake you, nothing that can move you because you know, no, no, no. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what you said. I don't care how you responded. I know me in my house, we are grateful. We are grateful because we woke up this morning. We are grateful because we were able to sit up in our beds. We are grateful because we were able to put our legs on the other side of the bed, stand up and actually be able to stand up without assistance. We are grateful because we can wiggle our toes. We are grateful that our knees were able to sustain the weight of our upper body. I'm grateful that my lungs work without assistance because there are some people that need assistance just to breathe. There are some people, grateful for the valley. T- Tempest said, grateful for the valley. Because you don't learn anything if you're always at the top. You're, you're... You know what? You miss people the most when you're never grateful for them. You miss when, when, when someone passes from this life and you weren't grateful when they were here, those are the people who have the hardest times. Those are the people who who can't fathom what's going on because now you're remembering every single ungrateful moment you had with everything that person ever did for you. Just be grateful. Just be grateful, and Reverend Reginald, I'll, the floor is yours. And then after Reverend Reginald, James, I see your hand up.
8: Okay, uh, me, I want to do what you did, because uh, you know we all in the same circle. I'm gonna go back to this peaks and valleys situation, uh, and I, I, I liked the old man and the younger guy. I love that tag team. I love that tandem. I love the way that they talk. I love the way that they interacted. I love the wisdom. And uh, I had a conversation at day with, with a young man and the young man, we were sitting there, we was talking about, uh, you know, the younger guy looking at the older man and the younger guy wanting to be like the old man. But it wasn't really necessary for the younger guy to be like the old man because the old man was the old man. He lived his life. But it was necessary for the younger man to look at his older self. And if you would appreciate, you see, if your older self could tell your young self anything, you know, it will tell your young self, boy, you need to appreciate the stuff that you're going through, that you're going to go through. The younger me, gonna, I'm going to use my I statement, the younger me, the older me would tell the younger me, appreciate the route that you're gonna go take and be thankful for that route that you're gonna take because that route that you're gonna take is the route that got you where you at. That route. The route that you're going to go through, that valley, that peak, that plateau, The being there, the suffering, the being there, going through all the things, even if it was by choice or not by choice, because it was still de-choice, you still was able to rise above all that, no matter what the naysayers say, no matter what anybody had to say, you knew who you were when you were born, because your parents told you who you were, and then you grew up to become who you are. And you had to go through it. So the older guy, the older you are telling you to appreciate everything. Good, bad, ugly, sad, appreciate it. And to let it soak in. It was it was a saying in, in the book. It say, you get values when you get outside of yourself. Think about that, getting outside of yourself. My daddy used to always tell me, and it's something that stuck with me so much. he say, son, man, you need to get out of the familiar and get into the unfamiliar. Hello. I'm going to say that one more time, and then while I say it, while I roll off the tongue, while I roll off my lips, I want y'all to think about where we at right now today and think about what group we in right now. And then when I say it, think about it. Get out the familiar and get to the unfamiliar. See, the guy that I was talking to today, he got out the familiar and got to the unfamiliar. Where it was a crisis, where it was something that was so ugly to to where it affected everybody. This person got out the familiar, got to the unfamiliar, so he can get his hand and go down and get the people that was in the familiar to the unfamiliar. When you get out the familiar, when you get out the place where you used to be in, and also all the way you know how to operate in, and that's the only place that you did everything in and you go do something else even though that you're afraid because fear stopped stop you from doing anything mm. that's what it is that's exactly what it was it was fear it was fear it was fear that got you into them valleys it was fear that kept you in the valleys the whole entire time it was fear that kept you there you were scared You were scared to be successful. You were scared to start that business. You were scared to get on a phone call. You were scared to make the next move because you knew if you made the next move, you was going to be successful. And that's what you was afraid of, being successful. But- because somebody else told us we were like successful. Somebody else told you we're never gonna be nothing. And somebody else, and we just kept letting that bury us down into the ground until we could not get up no more. But when you made up your mind to get out of the familiar and get to the unfamiliar, you you dusted that dust off. You got that dirt off of you. You stood up and got out that grave, and you became alive again because you was grateful that you was in the grave, that you had dug yourself in, and now you're grateful that you got yourself out of it. When you get out of that familiar place, Get out of that, that valley. Get out of that plateau. Get out of there. Get out of there quick, fast, in a hurry. See, they telling us that we in a pandemic, we in a where we ain't know everybody losing jobs, but right now we all on the phone together and we all got the opportunity to prove them wrong. So that's getting up out of that familiar place and getting to a unfamiliar place. So give yourself a round of applause for making a choice to get rid of that fear because now you're on this phone call, everybody looking at people that are – we are fearless people and you receive that right now. Receive that you feel is right now, because you on the phone call, so you made a move to get out of fear and not look at you. I love looking at a group of people that can come together and that can rise in a situation where they said that we are not going to rise and it's going to get ugly and worse. It's looking pretty on my end. I don't know about you, but I'm looking at pretty right now through the screen right now. I'm looking at pretty, handsome, gorgeous, whatever you want to call yourself sexy chocolate, middle chocolate, caramel, whatever you want to be. You look good at doing it and you keep on doing it. I'm glad I'm in here. I showed gratitude last week when I had the same position that I'm in. And I told my sister, Grace, and I told Miss Mitchell, I told Mr. T Smith, I say, look, man, I'm going to tell y'all something, man. I'm very thankful for y'all. And I'm thankful that he put me around people instead of me going around. I wanted to go to put me around people that changed my life because I would have got up on my own and would have been, I'm supposed to do this on my own and went right back into the same direction. But he put me around these people. He changed the way that I thought. He got the fear out of it. He got the fear out of me being successful because, hey, I had I was scared. I was scared. I was scared to go where well, I'm mean, at right now. I was scared to be a preacher. I was scared to be a minister. I was scared to even start being a coach. I was scared to do anything that the, I knew I could do because I was doing it anyway. Check this out, though. I've been doing this, but didn't want to do it. But now I came over that fear. Now I came over that fear. And I just to overcome even more by continuing to listening to everybody that's around me. Because he put me here. He put me here. I'm here. You here. He put us together. Before he was born, so the gratitude this is what happened <laughs> when you loved yourself, just like in a peace and valley. This is exactly what happened when you loved yourself enough to say, I'm gonna take a step to make sure that I don't get caught up into this mess and get myself into a clean situation because you said, Hey. I'm tired of being all dirty and dingy, and I need to go clean myself up. Let me go over here, and with the skill set that he gave me since I was born, let me use it, and he put somebody in front to say, come here. This is where you can use your skill set. Thank you, Antonio. Appreciate that. I know you're listening, Cut. Yes, but I thank you, though, because I don't, you know, I I really don't, I I don't mesh well. I don't mesh well with authority figures. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, my own self, my name means king. Reginald means king, warrior, mighty warrior. My mama named me that, that's me. But in order for me to be a leader, I gotta be a great follower. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind following Antonio T. Smith. That's it, man, that's it. My daughter trying to get in on the screen and make sure she see y'all, but, whew. The newcomer got me fired up anyway. She got me fired up. (laughs) Miss Adrian. Miss Adrian. Yeah, got me fired up.
2: Come on now. (laughs) 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 Miss Kara said, ATS, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio said, I'm always listening. Love
8: you, bro. Yes, love you too.
2: Man, so, yeah.
8: I'm crying when I get in the car. (laughs) (laughs)
2: thank you Uh, thank you because you're right man you uh, (laughs) just like you was just i mm, just like you didn't ask i didn't ask either i didn't ask i ain't say i wanted that no i want that come on no no but when you when you when you put out that energy that you want more, you will be
4: moved from where you are
2: and put where you are supposed to be. I am not here because I was like, let me go look up Antonio. No, I'm here because I was told go over there. I was told to uplift, uproot where I'm at and go over there because that's where I needed to be in order to grow. I would not be here in front of you, talking to you if I had not listened and moved when I was told to get up. And I and it. trust me, I wasn't told once and I moved. I wasn't told twice and I moved. I was told a few times. But see, I'm stubborn. Just like I'm stubborn with knowing that I need to be grateful, I was stubborn when... I was told to move and not moving. How many of you have been told to move because there was something burning in you and you put that energy out there and you were told, okay, now moving, you didn't move, so now you still stuck and you were ungrateful that you stuck, but you the reason you stuck. Move when you're told to move and be grateful that you were told to move. Be grateful that something in you says shift Be grateful that something spoke to you. Be grateful that someone spoke to you. Be grateful someone even reached out and said, hey, look, it's time. Because that gratitude is going to keep you moving forward at all times. If If you are not grateful to even be able to breathe, how can you be grateful for the gifts that you are given in this life? Mm. you you complain and you fuss about your kids but do you know there's people out there that can't even have that are putting themselves in dangerous situations just to be able to but you're so ungrateful you you know the saying you you never miss a well till the water runs dry that's the i'm ungrateful while you here, but the moment I no longer have access to the moment I no longer can do the moment I no no, no longer can be able to the moment I can no longer get up, get in my car and drive off. Now I want to be grateful because I'm missing what I had. I'm missing what I was ungrateful for. Don't be that life. Don't 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 do that to yourself. Keep yourself around the positivity keep yourself with the 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 great the gratitude wake up every morning make it a habit the fact that you we have had more than one person on this call this evening saying that they were on their backs could not move in hospitals for two years not able to do anything why can't we show the same gratitude just because we didn't go through what they went through just because our journey and our trials and testimonies are not theirs why can't we still show gratitude why can't we be grateful at the fact that there are people out there who don't have homes but we're ungrateful at the fact that we have to be locked in ours? There are people out there that, that don't have vehicles to even get to where they need to go. So they now no longer have cars because they can't get on public transportation. But we ungrateful because we can get up and go as we please, but we 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 ungrateful because we can't go hang out. Instead of being ungrateful at the fact that you're stuck in your house being stuck, like somebody said earlier, instead of being ungrateful at the fact that you stuck in your house with your family how about you be grateful that your family is still there to even be around gratitude shifts an environment gratitude shifts a life gratitude shifts a journey it shifts everything when you just show when you're just grateful for to be grateful and enjoy life even more Now, now earlier we had Law, then we had so Law, James, Miss Adrian, and Miss Carol. So Law, the floor is yours. And then after Law, James, after James, Miss Adrian, after Miss Adrian, Miss Carol.
6: Well, I don't know if I want to go anymore. I mean. After Reginald, now you. I mean, this powerful mm-hmm. statements are just going in. And I just had my little joke I wanted to say. <laughs> 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 but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I had to get the pause on. I had to get the pause on. Ladies and gentlemen, gratitude is being thankful for the walnuts on top. Now, why did I say that? Why the walnuts on, tonight, on top? Well, tonight I made this awesome soup. Let me tell you, it was a veggie soup. I mean, the broth was made from scratch. My mama taught me well how to make a soup from scratch. It was so good. Before you can even get the key in the door, you smelt that mm. soup. She came up the stairs. She said, boy, I know you did a good job with that soup because I smelled it right outside the door. I know, it. I can't wait to have it. And I said, thank you, ma'am, thank you. But since I was cooking soup, I said, you know what? Let me make some brownies to go with it. I've been wanting these brownies with walnuts for over 40 days. For Lent, I gave up sugar. I gave up alcohol. I gave up everything. I wanted these brownies. I wanted them so bad with walnuts on top. So we all had our soup. The soup was very tasty. We enjoyed it. Our bellies is warm. It is sticking to the side. We're feeling good. Now it's time to have dessert. Slice up that brownie. Gosh, that brownie was terrible. Let me tell you, it was one of the worst <laughs> things I have ever made in my life. That brownie was just horrible. It looked like gelatin on the bottom. I never had a brownie that looked like gelatin on the bottom. Who does that? It is the worst thing I have ever made. Everyone knows in this house, I can bake my tail off, but not tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to be grateful for the walnuts on top. That was the best part about the brownie. You scoop off the rest, you just eat the walnuts on top. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I did. A whole pound of brownies and all I ate was the walnuts on top. The best walnuts I ever had. I just scraped it off, put a little bit of vegan ice cream chocolate syrup on it. It was the best brownie I ever had. All right, thank you. I'm over. (laughs)
2: be grateful for the walnuts on top thank you Law. thank you very much (laughs) thank you very much so after being grateful for the walnuts on top we are now going to pass it over to mr james james earl jackson the floor is now yours
9: Law. Oh, my goodness, bro. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. Like, that just woke me up. Um, I got a lot to say. I had to, like, write these things down as we went so I don't lose them. I want to go all the way back to where Reverend Reginald Paul was speaking about this, this ungratefulness that when you're ungrateful, you're so ungrateful that you become grateful. I can relate to that a lot. I can definitely relate to your journey through the system. I was so ungrateful, which got me there. But when I got there, I became grateful by learning how to sit down and sit still. And I heard someone later say, when you, um, the, the lady that got you fired up, she said this, when you are alone, that is when you get to talk to God. When I was in that system that I was ungrateful for, I became grateful when I realized this was time for me and God to talk and one thing i want to leave you with reginald is you going through that process see it this way yeah i'm gonna speak my language yeah that system suck but you know the system now and that's that's the end of that you had to go learn the system not by choice but you had to learn the system not by your will but because god needed you to know how that works um now going further down the list First, I want to mention this. I did not intentionally raise my hand, but because you called it out before I corrected it, I thought I might as well take the opportunity to speak, because the Holy Spirit wants me to say what I have to say. You guys are beating me up this whole class. I know there's a handful of us on this court on this call tonight. I also felt like um, everybody was talking to me directly until, like, I'm sitting here getting eat up alive because I wasn't saying anything, so now I have to speak. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start with this confession part. I wrote it in different sections. So I'm gonna admit, like, I, in my state now, I am currently, I'm not fully um, ungrateful. I put, I am ungrateful consciously, yet I'm grateful subconsciously. There's things that I am dealing with now that I'm going through, that my surra- I'm surrounded by certain circumstances. I'm ungrateful for it because I'm not being a blessing in it. Now that made me realize I am grateful subconsciously because the, I'm gonna be specific on these things. I put, I'm ungrateful because I do not have my own place. I don't have my own independence or my own business that's successful. I see all that around me. So that's why I'm thinking like, oh, I'm ungrateful for not having those, or because I don't have those things, I am ungrateful. Then I sat down and started, you know, as I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm thinking like, wow, why am I ungrateful when I don't have my own place, but I have a house and I don't pay rent? That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> I don't have my own independence, but I have a car and it's paid for. Um, I don't have my own business, but that's good because that stress that even if I had a really successful business right now, this 27-year-old James would probably destroy that business or send it bankrupt because of not being responsible enough to have, handle it. So it's like, that being said, I am grateful that I don't have those things. It's almost like um, a little five-year-old kid asking for a, a car because he played with Hot Wheels cars, so he wanted a real car. That ain't going to happen because little do you know, I'm going to use the other metaphor now, a business requires a certain discipline or a certain responsibility. And me personally, I don't have that yet. I would like to have it. I would love to have it. I will have it. But right now, to be real with myself, that's not me right now. Um, and getting to the last part, I put um, most importantly, listen to listening to you guys talk, I am super grateful to be on this call. And that being said is because I just heard you guys say so much stuff that was convicting to me, like on a, on a soul level where I have to get up and move any second that I don't get up and move after this phone call that's on me. So I appreciate everyone, everybody on this call expressing like, I don't know how hard or easy it is for you guys, but for me it's hard to talk right now. But just listening to you guys say what y'all say, just even me choosing to, not choosing, but knowing like the Lord knows what you need before you know you need it. And I feel like Reginald, you said a lot, bro. Even when Justin got on you, Reginald, (laughs) he got on me at the same time. I got corrected real quick from the, the, how do I say, um, the judgment that was judged was a correction. I could have taken it as a, dang, he's being really hard on him, or nah, he's, he's coming with the heat. Some people need whoopings to learn the lesson. You said this earlier, um, you have to learn the hard way. I feel like that too, because we're not shown the right way. So there's only one other way to go learn, and that's experience. Um, that's pretty much all I have right now. That's I feel good. I got that off my chest. I'm talking. I'm using you, Reginald, as the example, but I say that because you said a lot more than I'm saying now. But I definitely relate to everything that you said, been through, Um, and if I could leave anybody with something, I would say, guys, that breath that we're talking about being grateful for. Like, I would like everybody to just take a moment of silence to breathe, like just deep breathing and inhale the blessings. Exhale the curses, the bad, the negative, the ugly, and appreciate all of it. I love you
8: guys. Love you too, James.
2: Love you too, James. Thank you so much. Thank you so, I'm, I'm happy that you, I'm happy that you spoke up. I really am. I'm happy that you share with us. You always, you are an example of just because you're younger does not always mean that you're less wise we have a tendency to think that those that are younger than us don't know anything but if you can learn something from everybody regardless of their age you know regardless of i learned from my five-year-old so why can't i learn from you so thank you thank you for always in every class you speak up it, it whether it be here in the integrity class and let's talk tuesdays you always speak up so thank you Thank you for always following what you're supposed to do and speaking up. We are grateful for you. Thank you.
9: Can I add one last thing now that I have, like, you know, send that feedback. <laughs> I wrote this, and I heard someone told me this earlier today, and I'm normally not good at this. I'm kind of like you, Deanna. I'm not really a good listener. I'm a good talker. Um, that's not you. That was me. <laughs> So what what I've learned about me today is, um, I put, I'm grateful to be present. That's what I really meant to say about this phone call. I'm, I'm, I have gratitude that I am present, like literally like, um, physically, emotionally and, and what is it? Psychologically. That's where it counts for me because when I'm present, it's, um, I, I become, in tune and I can feel and not be like a sociopath. I watched this show last week and I realized what a sociopath was and it kind of showed me myself. I I tend to not want to feel the deep feelings and I had to learn to accept that to be human you have to feel it even if it's it's tough to feel so that's something I wanted to share.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us and and Justin we are Thank you for sharing with us. When you speak, we are grateful to hear from you as well because we learn from everybody. We we are not so arrogant where we don't know how to receive information when given. So we are grateful when you speak. We are grateful for the knowledge that each and every one of you give to us every time you unmute your mic and share with us. We're grateful for each and every one of you, from being grateful for the walnuts on top, to being grateful (laughs) to being grateful to hear about just how wonderful life is. So Each and every one of you, every time you open your mouths, we are grateful. Every time you unmute the mic, even when you just turn on your cameras, we are grateful. And so with that being said, I'm now going to pass it over to Miss Adrian. And then after Miss Adrian, Miss Carol, you will be closing us out this evening.
14: Oh well, mm, I'm just flustered. Y'all are just great. First, don't call me Miss Adrian jail yes just, ma'am. just call me adrian it's all yes, ma'am. right i'm yes, not ma'am. that old but i'm i'm old with day. you know but it's so great that justin would say what he said at 27 because i'm talking to you at 42 all right yes, so understand that there's a place where all of you are that is a greatness in it and just from me like you talking about stubborn you stubborn I'm telling you, he took access of all my parts. I couldn't use my legs, my arms, my mind, none of it. He made me do it all over again. The things you take for granted, swallowing food, all that kind of stuff, that, that's, that's where, when you have to go there, that's, I always thought it was a bad thing because I always didn't want, I, like Reggie said, I don't, I, I never asked for this. My friends still, till now to this day, be like, just embrace it, eh? Embrace it, eh? Listen, I, this not where is not where I was trying to go in life. But when I realized that this was the only place that I could go, and then when they said that only what you do for Christ will last, I said, oh, well, wait a minute. Hold, hold, hold up. Hold up. We could do this all different. This going to be a whole different flip. And everybody can get everything that they need when we need it. Like law, I loved it. The walnuts on top. Don't nobody know, don't know about them walnuts on, <laughs> on the top. I do.
2: I love walnuts on the top.
14: So that was just right on time. I'm just going to say that. That's what I'm saying. That was right on time. But I mean, y'all, listen. Y'all is a preaching group now. Come on. Don't play with me. Because I, Reggie, I heard you. I, that's all I'm going to say. I heard you. Hallelujah, God! but no, y'all was really, 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 this is awesome. This is awesome. And this is winning. Like Reggie said, this is winning. Don't nobody have to tell you what you can't do and what you can do. But one thing that we will be able to do is conquer it. We're already winning. You gotta, man, you gotta understand it. But y'all just said so much, like people that are in their homes right now, There's moms that are upset because they don't know how to do the math, but they never take it as it's an opportunity for you and child to learn something together. You know what I mean? It it brings it all the way back to the way that it was supposed to be learning in the house. I know you can't do it because you didn't get to learn in your house, but now we got to go back to where we messed up and fix it because we can't keep doing it the wrong way. It's not going to work that way, but y'all talking about, an experience, I have said that this entire, what the world is going through right now, you're not supposed to take it all on your own. But when I tell you that I lived a life like this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like y'all have your mouths open right now. This was fun for us. This is what we did. This, This is what life was like. It was great. So now in 2020, it's not great because now it's here. We used to hide and do the things that we were doing. Now they're doing it out out and about, it's just okay.
5: Mm-hmm. So
14: yeah, you talk about turning the other way and guys that go one way and you go another, it's like a Jonah experience for me. This the, this whole entire, like since I wanna say for the last four years, I have almost been like in an apologetic spot because I was too far in the game. Sometimes, it, it, hey, it, I, you know, and the sad part about it is, the blessing of it is, I didn't even have to start out in the game. I made the choice to go to the game. So my, so my life is a little bit different, but that story, and I just refuse to tell it. I refuse to tell it because as far as I'm concerned, like, I, and still I'm scared to tell it. Just like Reggie said, everything you said that I've influenced you to say, you said everything that I needed to hear <laughs> because you said everything about me. Like, that's crazy, it, real. And, that, and, and, and I'm running from it because I swear I don't want to tell this story, y'all. I don't want to tell the story. I'm scared and I'm scared because I'm not with people, mm. you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, I'm not there with the mindset of, you know, okay, you know how they say, I heard somebody say something about soil and the hardened soil. Well, you know, if you were in the garden and you were breaking up soil, the instrument that you would use, it it was was called a hoe, right? So in life, when I started out as a hoe, I was so embarrassed by the fact that I have fell for the dumbness of being the hoe that I never really realized that i got to embrace my entire life and look at all of the, the hardened seed that's out here right now, and God needs to The soil needs to be broken. Who else better? You understand? I never Mm -hmm. even... Listen, when I tell you I didn't want to, thank you for the applause, law, because I need your help. You know what I mean? Because we're going to have to tell a joke or two. Swear. Because it's real. But it's real. This is real right now. mm, This is energy on this phone. Now, see, I'm from the East Coast, so it's about 11 (laughs) o'clock. Do y'all talk all night? Because I talk to you all <laughs>
2: night. <from me.
14: laughs> this is great. How, when do you do this? Y'all do this every Thursday?
2: Every, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Thursday.
14: Yeah. And, this, and next week, I will be late because I have my own podcast called D Block Church. But uh, I will definitely be on right after.
2: Awesome. We will be. No, yeah, we definitely will. And. Uh, being a part of the Bureau, please share your uh, podcast link with us so we can be able to follow you as well. And thank you so much for joining us. We are grateful to have you here. You have no clue. We are grateful to have you here.
14: I'm grateful to be here, babe. Grateful to be here. God has said this is exactly it. I, I listened to Tony and him a long time ago, and he said something about people wanting to be people wanted to be important. They wanted to be famous. They wanted to have um, their own businesses, but couldn't pay a thousand dollars to get to the daggone um, thing. I, I was, I was, I was shut mm. up then. Cause I didn't have a thousand dollars and he was right. And I said, damn, they telling the truth. If I want to be somebody, I got to do it a different way because right now I don't even have a thousand dollars to invest in the business. He's definitely right. And I'm so mm. glad that, you know, life changed. Life changed because at that moment I was like, dang, hey, I want to be ready, but I ain't even ready. But look at God. Just look at God. Reggie, get ready. I'm ready. Yeah, 9, I'm gonna say, tell me where I got to go because I'm on my way. <laughs> say less. Tell, <laughs>
8: listen. One, the thing for wall sure, is one
14: open thing for certain. I will sit forever because I will not move. Hmm. Understand that. And I know that. And I heard what he said. So, Grace, we'll talk.
2: Thank
5: you. And
14: y'all
2: go
5: finish what y'all is doing. I'll see y'all later.
2: Yes, all ma'am. Right. Thank you so much, Ms. Adrian. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. Now, Ms. Carol, we are going, you have the floor this evening. And after Ms. Carol, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to close it out. So, Ms. Carol, <laughs> the floor is yours.
4: You would think that I would have not one word to say after everything that's been said, right? Reggie, thank you so much.
8: Thank you.
4: One of the things you said was about at the age you are, no matter what age you are, that you got to be blessed because there's an older you that's out there. There's an older you because time is not real. Everything (laughs) is right now. Your decisions are right now. You're living. All of us are right here together. Right now, nothing else exists. Right? And I was thinking to myself, everybody that's on this phone call has gifts. They may not know all those gifts. They may know some of them and are afraid to show them because somebody told them, be quiet, sit quiet. Don't say much, don't show who you are Who do you think you are doing that? Right. But God gave us these gifts and he told us, bring those gifts to people. And yet we over here getting scared of showing these gifts that are not even ours. (laughs) They were gifted to us. So they were gifted to us so that we can gift others. And I just kind of got that. I'm a coach. And I coach people and I bring the best out of them that I possibly can. And I mean it from the heart. But when you said what you said, one of the things that I do in my coaching is I bring everybody to a point where they're going to meet their future selves because they're they're stuck someplace, someplace in their mind, someplace in their heart, someplace in their memories, right? Because it's all stories we're telling ourselves, right? Even if it happened before, it's a story because the only thing that exists is now so we keep telling ourselves these stories over and over I don't even know why you know maybe pity pot whatever you can't get out of it but I would love if we had 10 minutes to bring us to our future selves is that possible Deanna go
2: ahead and for those of you who who are able to stay with us please stay with us if, if you have to hang up we do understand but thank you so much but go ahead Miss Carol.
4: Okay. So what I'd like everybody to do is just close their eyes. Just close your eyes and relax. And take in three really deep breaths. You're gonna count to four. Take in a breath and just hold it to the count of four. And then just blow it out. And just let out any anxiety, anything that you're feeling and just pull it back in, breathe in, hold it for four, and just breathe out, I'm gonna do one more, I'm gonna breathe in, hold it to four, and then breathe out, and I just wanna, I want to take you guys on a journey, and I'm going to take you to meet your future selves. And wherever you're at, whatever situation you're in, wherever you're sitting right now or standing, wherever you hear this, we're going to go down a golden road right from where you are. There's a golden road that's just two feet away from you. We're going to take a path down that golden road and I want you to see the gold on the road. It's just gold, gold everywhere. And it's that path that takes us on that journey to our future selves. And on that path, if you look ahead, just just a wee away, just a little short, shortness away. You're gonna see these tall glass buildings. It's a beautiful, big city. It's gorgeous. It's the city of light. And every building is made of glass. And because glass has like a prism in it, you see nothing but rainbow colors that just reflect off these buildings. And as you walk towards those buildings, there's one big building in front of you. And it says, it's yours. It's your building so let's go in that building let's just take a walk through that building and as you go in the door there you're going to see an elevator and the elevator is also made of crystals so everything that's on that elevator door is some sort of crystal and it's healing so it's bouncing that energy off and it's all over you and you can feel the light just covering you surrounding your body. And it makes you feel really, really safe. And as the elevator door opens and you enter, elevator door closes. And we're going down, down. We're on the 10th floor going down to the 9th, then to the 8th floor. These are all levels of our lives. Then to the 7th floor. And then to the 6th floor. And then the 5th. Then we're going to the fourth, the third, the second, and the first. And here, as the doors open, this is the doorway into your heart. And as you look around you, you're gonna see just a couple of stairs. Just walk down just a little deeper. Just go a little deeper. And in front of you, there's this magnificent door. Just take a look at all the surroundings and look at that door. That door is your door. What is it made out of? Is it made out of wood? Is it carved? Is it made out of crystals? Is it made out of light? What is it made out of? That's your door. Just take a look at it. And here I'm going to hand you a key. Look at your key, because this is the key into your heart. Now take that key and open the door. As you open that door, just look around you because this is your sacred place. This is a place you can come to and meet your future self. You can meet anyone you want to invite into that sacred place at any time. You can always go there when you have a question, when you feel sorrow, when you feel happiness, when you feel joy, anything. You can come here and invite whoever you want in there, whether they've passed away, whether they're here, whether they're long distance, because this is your sacred place. So take a look at it. Look all around. What does it look like? Are you out in a field? Are you in a jungle? Are you in a home? Just look around. What's around you? Because this is all yours. It's yours. You, you, You created this. And it's a safe place for you to be anytime you come here nothing can ever harm you nothing can ever hurt you no kind of thoughts that are negative can come in in the into this sacred place ever so as you look around down far down just take a little walk there's this beautiful big couch doesn't matter where you are there's this couch waiting for you and the couch is made of some kind of material, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's, it's colorful, it's not colorful at the same time, but I want you to just sit in it because this couch takes the form of your body and it just surrounds you, just fits you just perfectly. almost feels like you're sitting on marshmallows but with total support. And as you're sitting on this couch, I want you to invite your future self in. Allow them to come in. And as they come in, I want you to take a really deep look at your future self. What does your future self look like? As they come towards you, what are they wearing? What's the hair like? What kind of style are they wearing? Do they have jewelry on? Do they not wear jewelry? Do they have long hair, short hair? Are they firm in their stance? Take a look. Because that's who you are. That's all those levels that we came down. Those are the things that you worked towards getting to who you're looking at right in front of you. So look in their eyes, just look just for a minute. That's you, that's that special you, that creative you, that special you, that gifted you, it's right in front of you. Allow them to sit with you. And as your future self sits with you, you can ask your future self anything that you want to know right now. So just take a second to ask your future self the question that you've been pondering for so long. And as your future self answers that question, reach your hand out because your future self has a gift to give you. Look at that gift. Just look at it. Now, I want you to take that gift and put it in your heart pocket. And remember it because that gift is going to have significant meaning if it doesn't now one day and just look at your future self and thank your future self for coming to visit with you and know that you can come back there and visit with your future self or anybody else anytime you want and say goodbye for now and we're going to go back on our journey back out the door lock your door back up those little stairs into your elevator, coming out of your heart, back into the world. And we go up to the second floor, to the first floor. I mean, I'm sorry, to the third floor, to the fourth floor, to the fifth floor, to the sixth floor, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth floor. And as these doors open, I want you to know that you're never going to be the same because you can always go visit who you are because you know who you are. And as we get out, we walk out of the building. We'll take that golden road right back. So as we walk that golden road, think the thoughts that you need to think. Let go of the thoughts that you need to let go of. Take those gifts and shine them on the world, just like those colors that are shining on those buildings in that beautiful world, that city of light, and bring it back into wherever you are right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you hear my voice, and open your eyes and know that all is well. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Carol. You're welcome.
2: Thank you all so much for joining us for this week's Integrity Leadership class. We're definitely looking forward to seeing you for uh, Reverend Reginald Paul. Tomorrow is Passport to Manhood, correct?
8: Passport to Manhood, New Harvest Bible Study.
2: (laughs) So, yes, we will see you all tomorrow for Passport to Manhood, New Harvest Bible Study. And we're looking forward to seeing each and every one of you next week as well. Thank you all so much. You can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you so much, Miss Carol.
4: Thank you. Bye-bye, guys.
15: Good night. Good night.
4: Good night.
16: Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy or taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles?
15: Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks, and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged a social network with all the features people love, the privacy is our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free, and you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, It's social media the way it was meant to be.
16: So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user. But we know because we are not paying that we become the product so that Facebook is gathering data on us. And I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company. It's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions?
15: No, no, it's very important. MiWi is free forever. But now we we know that the freemium model works, and is we're doing great with revenue. We have 2,800 free emojis, but we've got great custom emojis, custom stickers. So people pay you for those. A pay option. Right, and, and live voice, live video, secret encrypted chat. Uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. You've got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. Yeah, so we're growing organically with no ads and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day
16: so Mark we have some stats about your company as you're speaking five and a half million users right now which is impressive but how are you going to keep growing that because one telephone is not so fun, two telephones work, basically you need more people to sign up
15: well people are signing up Deirdre every day and here's a beautiful thing about me so we also have some major major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide but even without them we grew four hundred five percent last year we're targeting you know we actually target we'll have over thirty million members by the end of this year over hundred fifty million by the end of next year we're growing twice as fast already this year and people also move in groups this is really we have never seen something like this so constituencies move to people so many people are censored or or blocked or violated on Facebook, and they all move to MeWe. So it, the growth is fantastic.
16: Quick question, Mark. You say Facebook, as an aside, should not be broken up. Why is that?
15: Listen, we compete with Facebook great. Snap competes with Facebook. Twitter competes with Facebook. Breaking up Facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data. By the way, also transacting data from non-members. They track all of us. Remember, the Cambridge Analytica CEO said they had data on 230 million adults, really every adult in America. Now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. Rules of Facebook mean nothing.
16: Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, Deirdre. I'm not sure if you already know this,
1: but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have, it's not what you have, it's not what you do, How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith, Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right. From six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today